This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome to the Yeshiva Shalmila. This is David Lichtenstein. This week's topic will be redeeming hostages. Or in Lashon HaKadosh, Pidgin Shuyim. How much are you allowed to pay for them? What can you give up for them? What are you and aren't you allowed to do? We'll be speaking about the Gilad Shalitil, with that halachic we allowed. Our guests will be Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, the famous uh, the author, the uh, Magad Shir, the, the Maradasra. Now let's go to our wonderful guests. Joining us from New York is the renowned Magad Shir, Rab Daniel Gladstein. He's, he's the Marida Astra of Kehillus Teferis, Mordechai in Cedarhurst. He's the Mechabesvarim of Magad Harakia on Yomtif and the Mayadim in both Lashon Kodesh and in, in English. He's uh, one of the most prolific Magad Shurim on Torah anytime and in many of the other uh, venues. Welcome, Rab Daniel. Hi, Rab Daniel. We have hostages. What's the limit what we could pay for the hostages? Like, let's say they say, you know, like they did last time, was a thousand Jews for every for every Arab, right? So, what is what is the limit halachically? What are you allowed to pay for hostages? Okay, so obviously the starting point we know the Mishnah tells us they employed in a sashuyan yeser mikdei demand. You're not allowed to pay more than their value. So there's some type of objective value that a person has is some objective market value, and you can't go beyond that. And then, so now there's a question. Uh, Tysus famously says, in order to understand how Rabbi Shul was able to uh, redeem the boy, the Gemara and Gitin on Daf Nun Ches, so Tysus says, well, if somebody's life is in danger, then you could go beyond, uh, beyond the market value. So the question is, is that is that answer of Tysus, is that approach, that if somebody's life is in danger, you could pay more than their value, is that lahalacha or is that not lahalacha? I mean, you brought up the case that for Gilad Shalit, I believe they redeemed, uh, they traded 1,027 prisoners um, in 2011. But unfortunately, one of those prisoners was the Russia Yaya Sinwar, who was uh, one of the masterminds behind the October 7th uh, massacre. So on the one hand, of course, everyone was ecstatic when uh, Gilad Shalit was released. But, you know, you have a pit in your heart thinking, what do you think these um, terrorists are going to go do now? Well, you think now they're contrived? You think now they did shuva? Now they're going to do community service? If anything, statistically, when somebody is in uh, prison for life sentence, I mean, one of those terrorists, Sinwar was already in prison for 29 different life sentences. So, I mean, <laughs> the likelihood of a person like that coming out and not repeating it, well, you have not, they have nothing to lose. That was what they gave up their life for before they were captured the first time. And if they're coming out again, it's uh, the likelihood of them repeating it is extremely high. And, and look what he did. He, he's responsible for the death of more than a thousand people. So, you know, is that yes, Sermi Kadei Demeyam? Is that more than a person's value? That, that, that's a very difficult and sensitive question. On a purely halachic level, the answer of Tysus, that if somebody's life is on the line, in other words, they, for all pra- intents and purposes, if an Israeli soldier is captured or anyone is held hostage by Hamas, their life is in danger. As we see, unfortunately, they killed many of them. Is this Oiskahat? In other words, could, could halachal amaisa in a, in a vacuum, could you rely on this approach of Tysus, that if someone's life is in danger, you could pay more than their market value? There is a chuba in the Maramu Milublin. He says, absolutely not. The Maramu Milublin says, no credible Paisik 
would would allow uh, relying on Tysus that uh, you could redeem a captive for more than their value. That's what the Maran Rublin Paskin. So uh, the Tuskei Tshuva brings that many Achoinim ask, we mean no credible Paisek would allow it. Tysus! <laughs> Tysus is uh, the backbone of at least Tuskei Ashkenaz. Tysus allows it. Tysus says that if someone's life is on the line, you could pay more than their value. So what exactly does the Maran Rublin that no, mean when he says no credible Paisek would allow such a thing? So the Knesset Hichesko explains very simply that the Gemara and Gittin uh, supplies two rationales why we don't redeem captives to, for more than their value. Either because of Duchka de Tzibura, it's going to cost uh, the Tzibur too much because uh, it's going to put them in a very difficult financial situation if they're going to have to constantly pay more than the value and people are gonna, people's lives are going to be uh, harmed because they're going to constantly be redeeming captives. Accordingly, uh, the Kazakh Haskell argues that if someone's life is on the line, well, uh, too bad that y- your life is going to be made difficult because you have to pay a lot of money. But like Samuel Adam Rayacha, if the reason why you're not a redeemed captive is because of Dukha de Tzibura, Knesset argues that if someone's life is on the line, like Samuel Adam Rayacha, it's a lav in the Torah. You can't st- stand by idly on somebody's blood. You got to pay all the money in the world. But the Gemara gives another reason. The Gemara says, because uh, we don't want to encourage uh, more hostages. So if you're going to pay more than the value, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not remedying the situation because you might help this guy, but they're, they're just going to do it again and again and again. And so the Knesset go according to that Svara and the Gemara, even if someone's life would be on the line, you would not be able to pay Yes, So says the Kazikha. So how do we paskin? Which which reason in the Gemara stands the halacha? So Kazikhasko says the Rambam writes explicitly in Ochasmat Nasaniyim that in Paidin Sashluyim Shalayu Ha'ivim writes in Achrayim L'Shavaisam. It's the Rambam paskins that the answer of the Gemara, the rationale of the Gemara, that we don't want to encourage this type of behavior in the future. That is the halachic conclusion. By the way, the Shulchan Aruch likewise uh, concurs with the Rambam. And therefore, according to that svara, uh, it would not be permitted halacha to redeem captives for more than their value. And that's why Maram Lublin says no credible paisik would allow paying yes and mikadeh demand. So, at first... And Rabbi Daniel, just as a, an aside, the reason that the Gemara, which, like you said, Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch and Paskin, is if you pay more, they're going to be incentivized to grandma. Look, it's simple economics. Like, you know, right now, the first thing, every call they got from the uh, from the Hamas terrorists was Yilad Shalit, Yilad Shalit. They threw right. down and they said, the value of one Jew's life is a thousand terrorists' lives. And, hey, let's grab 200 Jewish captives and we can now redeem 200,000 terrorists. Right. right. That's, that's in fact what they created. So you see how the Gemara's Svara, the Shulchan Aruch, literally has come to life in Israel, sadly, in the last few weeks. Mamish has become alive. They, they announced to them, we'll do anything to get a captive free. And basically, it announced to Hamas, do whatever you want, because if you grab a few captives, you're going to get off free because they're going to trade for you. Yeah. 
yeah, and all the terrorists are coming back to the Gaza. So I would just, by the way, I, I would just um, say that Tysus says that the story of Tysus is that a, a very young, brilliant scholar who ultimately became Rishmol ben Elisha was captured by the Romans, and uh, I forgot who went to his to the door of the uh, the prison, and he redeemed him right. for much Elisha more. Ben Hanania, right. ben and he says, Tysus says, why? He says because um, it was it was pikuach nefesh. Right now, I would say that even according to Tysus it would still not be allowable in our situation. Because Thysus is saying, you know, Dilma Asiligravi, it's like you have these distant type of things that could happen. You have a pikuach nefesh here. A, an issue in the future that they'll take more, it doesn't, isn't doicha a pikuach nefesh. But when, so you can't pay extra money, etc. Let's say the amount you're paying is not money, but you're, 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 the amount is killers is murderers. So here, it's, it's well, who it's says like your Bikuach yeah. Nefesh is worth more than the Bikuach Nefesh of the people who are going to be killed uh, by these exact people? Right. So even according to Tysus, it could be, Tysus, like you say, is the backbone of Tzach in, in, in Ashkenaz. So even if we don't Paschal like him, which the Rambam and the Rish don't Paschal like him and the Shulchan Aruch, I think always two out of three. But even right. here, Tysus would be minded because here, the cost of the redemption is somebody else dying. Right. Yeah. That is beyond what Tysus anticipates. Absolutely right. So you're making a very compelling point. In other words, the whole even even Tysus, Tysus is talking economics. Tysus's svara is you got to pay money to save someone's life, but to risk the community to save someone's life, that's a whole different story. So and, and there's a there's a we, we mentioned this once in advance. There's a there's a, a Marie Belave was asked the following question, and in the Mimamakim, he was asked, he said there was a boy, he was, uh, a father came to Rabbi, uh, the rough of the, the Mimamakim, uh, Rabbi, uh, what was his name again? Not Efrati. He wrote to check in the concentration camps, he said his son was put in a, on a caravan to go to the extermination camp, to the Udiyah's chamber, and he had a diamond in his shoe, and he could exchange that diamond that they would take his son off the truck. But he said if they Rabashi, take him, right? Rab, yeah, Rabashri, he said if they take if they take him off, they're going to put on another boy. Am I allowed to uh, pay for my son to save my son's life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't know, I, I can't answer that question. And he writes that the father said that I'm not going to do it, and his son was was killed. But here we actually have the Shach discusses this question, and the Shach brings from the who's asked this question. He brings that the Marie Belave writes that he says it says by Mephibosheth, David wanted to save Mephibosheth. And the grandchildren of Shul were being lined up in front of the Urim Vitzumim to decide which of them should be given over to the Givainim for Hariga. So he said he didn't pull Mephibosheth off the line, even though he loved him, because he knew if he told him they would put somebody else in, he was just misspell that the orange should not light up, the the the, the, the should not light up when he passes by. That's how they made the decision. So he says you could, if the person hasn't been chosen yet, you could either pay that he shouldn't be put on the truck, or that you should, you could pay that it shouldn't light up. <clears throat> but once the person is on there, you can say I'm going to replace one Jew's life with another Jew's life. And when right. you replace a, a thousand terrorists for one, uh, I saw in Israeli media over a hundred, even before this occurred, 180 Jewish lives were killed by those who were released for Gilad Shalit, right? And that was so this goes beyond this, right? Tysus. I'm saying, so this is beyond Tysus. Tysus said, yeah, this, this before this. Tysus says, Pikuach Nefesh, you're allowed to. That's only where you're not putting somebody else. You have the right to say, let your 180 people die because of Gilad Shalit, you know, my son. Right. Right. So let me so, ask you a question yeah. then, Rabbi. So, did, yeah, yeah. Did, 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 did the parents have a right to protest or no? Gilad Shalit's parents? 
Let, let's let's take. I mean, your argument is as compelling as it comes because uh, you know it almost sounds like the sh- the, the Gemara gets in is academic because it's talking about only financial considerations. The guilt sh- uh, parents have a right to protest. Let's flip it around because this is not the the first time in history. In, in other words, we don't have to go from Tysus to our generation in the Antebi raid. Actually, the question was brought to Rav Yosef. Was they wanted in exchange for the prisoners, they wanted uh, the release of about 40 terrorists. And uh, Rabavadia makes this point that the whole discussion in Gitin was only regarding money, but now you're going to release terrorists and you're putting the community in danger. Rabavadia um, offered two really stunning arguments to be able to indeed allow the mass release of terrorists in exchange for Jewish hostages. Uh, again, this is we're, we're speaking academic now, and uh, I, I don't think the, the prime minister and the defense uh, general are asking uh, halachic questions because there are many political considerations. But, but here's a very important factor, factor number one. And this is what Ravadia says. You know, it's, all, it, it's an astounding analogy, but Ravadia talks about the question about um, doing an autopsy, right? The famous night of Judah. Could you do an autopsy on a body for the sake of garnering medical knowledge to save Jewish lives? In a situation where it's, it's pretty, it's where it's probable that it's going to be a successful investigation. So night of says like this, that if you have a chayla in front of you and you're not sure how to treat the chayla and you could do an autopsy on a body and get information to save a life that's clear and present in front of you, then even though normally you now do an autopsy because it's nivel hames, it's a lav, but to save a life that's in front of you, you could do it. Because will be doicha, the iser of nivel hames. But if it's a matter of gaining medical knowledge to save lives in the future, says the Knight of Yehuda, you cannot do an autopsy because if, it, if the danger is not in front of you, it's not called pikuach nefashay. And the raya of the night of Yehuda is, he says, because if you don't, if you don't hold like that, he says, Other, you should yeah. be able to go to medical school on Shabbos because you know one day you're going to be able to save lives. Exactly. So you'll exactly. be, you'll destroy Shabbos, he says, right? So yes, yeah. So argues Ravadia, you could flip the argument of the night of Yehuda and apply it to freeing terrorists because it's true. You're going to release these terrorists; it will create danger in the future, very probably. But says Ravadia, halachically, that might not be considered sakanas nefashas. Why? Because it's not clear and present today. It's going to take a while. They're going to be on a watch for a little bit. You know, the government's going to be looking out for them. But one day in the future, it will be sakanas nefashas. That doesn't have, we cannot then apply, my chazas to damach. Right now, someone's life is in danger. We got to save them. I, but it might in the future cause in the converse argument applied to the Night of Yehuda, that would not be necessarily called Sakhanas Nefashas. Now, you could, I think there's room to argue on this um, approach of Rebbe Vadya, you know, just the Darach Limud, and that is, you know, in the, in the situation of the Night of Yehuda, if you're doing an autopsy, the possibility of Hatzalas Nefashas is, you know, Kulei Haigu Ulei. How probable is it? As opposed to releasing a terrorist, the, the likelihood of Sakhanas Nefashas is uh, extremely high. So I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I would, I would also it. say, I, I would say that, and I would also say another thing too. The Mechilas Kaidei of the great guy in Rabbi Vadi Yosef. Who says, Can I ask you a question? Let me ask you a question. If somebody would go ahead, let's say Gilad Shalit would not have been Jewish, and there would be no Chiyav Hatzal on him, and somebody went ahead and was paid to him for humanistic reasons and been misakin thousands of Jewish lives, 
would you consider that person a writer? That's a, it's a, that's another factor here. That's, no, that's so, so I'm saying there's certainly a chi of, there's certainly a din of Hatzalah on them, and they're certainly considered B'pikuach Nefesh, those people. The question is, is it rise to the level of Sarkhanus Nefashis of the yes. case of the Yotazi? But I think a person who redeemed this guy out of humanistic reason would be a writer. Uh, even if it's that's a writer, who says the Isra of Roydeh is not pushed away to save someone's life? Is that is that true that you're not you're you're allowed to refrain from saving someone's life not to violate the Isra of Roydeh? Does the Isra of Roydeh has a status itself of Ratzicha? In other words, first well, what's the halacha of a Roydeh? He's Chayiv Misa, right? He matzal but b'chayiv shall Roydeh. So a Roydeh rises to the level we have the of a Roydeh and he's Chayiv Misa. So would you say somebody has a right to to the Mishnah in Sanhedrin? Would somebody have a right to have a roidei for a moiser? You know that well, might, um, might um, be a, a moiser. Also, the Shulchan Aruch says a moiser is chayiv misamit hamroides in Shin Peches. So I'm just saying, would somebody be allowed to lahalacha redeem? Wasn't Gilad Shalit? It would be Marshall, whatever. Pick some guy you should name, right? And put these thousand people, put all these people in Sakan. I think lahalacha would have no, a no, like this. but not necessarily in a situation where they're doing it to save a Jewish life. So are you allowed to save one? Jewish life and become a roidif on many other Jewish lives. That's really the, the issue here, though. No? By, uh, really by, the, by the mace, there's, there's no other side of the coin. It's a Vizdene Shemaim, you're doing an autopsy, right? But over here, yeah, but, uh, this, I, this, I, I wouldn't say save a life at the expense of being a roidif. The person's not a roidif. He's actively involved in Hasala. You can't call him a roidif. If he's being right if he's thousand right if a thousand people and being mouthful one, he's on a right on the other because he's doing this. Why not? Perhaps not. Perhaps not. But I want to tell you the other uh, further Ravadia offers, which makes okay. this whole conversation uh, academic. And as Ravadia says that when someone enlists in the army, for them to have the full confidence to get get on that battlefield and give every fiber of his being and attack the enemy with with Kayach, with Gavura, with Oiz, he has to know, a soldier has to know that the army has his back, that the state has his back, that the community has his back, that the country has his back, that no matter what happens, they're going to pay any price to redeem him. And if a soldier doesn't know that, he's not going to be able to fight the Leib Shalem. And therefore, for the security of the country, the policy of the army has to be that if one of our men is captured, we're going to do whatever it takes to get them back. For the morale of the army, for the morale of the people, for the security of the people, for the psychological comfort of the people, the soldiers need to know, the people need to know that they'll do whatever it takes to get back one of their men. Now, then it may make an afkamina who's captured. There might be a halach in afkamina, whether a soldier's captured or, or a civilian is captured. Because I think that's, this a, far, that's a fantastic svara. Fantastic Svara that you're saying. Oh, I would just like to say the other side of that Svara. Is a soldier more confident going into battle knowing that if, if he's caught, they'll do anything to get him? Or is a soldier more confident going into battle saying, you know, if whatever happens, whatever I kill, whoever we capture, they're going to let go at the rate of a thousand to one, endangering our lives like just happened in, 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 in the Gaza, near Gaza. Who, you as a, a soldier, would you rather know uh, and killed hundreds of soldiers? Hundreds of soldiers have died already. So just 14 have died yesterday. Right. Um, so is the soldier thinking, Jesus, I'm captured no matter what, they're going to be back? Or whoever we capture, whatever we do, they're all going back for free because at a rate of 1,000 to 1, they don't capture a lot of us. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would say the former. I would say the former. The soldier's thinking about his own skin. 
And, but, and more than that, but look not, at all the soldiers that, who, who got killed here. Hundreds yeah, of soldiers have been killed. But, but a soldier was rescued, right, without casualty. Also, it's true. But, but not, hundreds, hundreds have died so far. Yeah. So, so I think the other side is to do it and then just basically say there is ain't din vein dying, din is dying because any Jew they'll just get whatever they want back for. So that's very disheartening to go into battle for. Look, Rabbi says that uh, their tactic was, they said, you know what, maybe we will give back 40 cars, maybe we won't. They stalled, they stalled. And in the meantime, the raid, the Siyat Hashanah was successful, and they didn't have to give back any tariffs. So obviously it's the last resort. It's not like it's the, the, the official policy is every time you get one of us, we'll give you back a thousand of, of your guys. But if need be, Rabbi argues, it's important for the soldiers, for their morale to know that they would go to the end of the, the earth and do whatever it takes to get him back. That's that's just that's one of his uh, as far as that, that I think is compelling. Interesting. Okay. Um, so let's continue. Um, and you don't think that Matt, you, you you don't you don't say the fact that the Lloyd Ligrevo the Svara basically proved itself. You don't accept that as a <clears throat> as a question on. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. What do you think about this? You know, there's an answer of Toysvitz that the Poiskim uh, don't really bring down because it was not really relevant. So one of the answers of Toysvitz is um, that B'Shatz HaChorben, then, then you're allowed to pay Yosem Mekdedemeyem. Why? Because what do you mean, Shalai Lui Gravitzvei? That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's their policy. So even though we're not technically B'Shatz HaChorben, but we're dealing with... In Ente, we're, deal, we're dealing with uh, terrorists, be it Hamas, be it Hezbollah, that, that's their whole modus operandi. They just capture people. So you're going to say if we pay more, they're going to do it more? Ke'ilu, this, some, what we do will inspire them, incite them to do it more? Do they need incitement? Do they need, this, is their, this is their policy. This is their entire worldview. This is it's funny. You know, I, I, understood, I understood Tysus differently. I understood Tysus to mean there's no more Sfarah, they'll capture more because they already captured everybody. There's nothing left because everything was nechrav. They they own everything. They control everything, and there's nothing left for them to capture. That's why I understood. We're all there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, yeah, even right. so, that that might be an argument here. Also, in other words, it, statistically, will they capture more because we offer more? It, in their minds, do they say, "Well, they paid much more, so let's go at it again"? Do they need any more encouragement than they already have? What about a uh, a person themselves, or Gilad Shalit's parents, I'm using him as, but whatever, the, the, the person's parents themselves, would they have any heta for saying, look, goes neged the Shulchan Aruch, it goes neged the Rambam, it even goes, I believe, neged Tysis. Would the parent himself have a right, or the person themselves have a right to pay any amount? So, I mean, the, the Gemara discusses that. The Gemara says that if the reason is uh, then, you know, the rich uncle could come and say, I'm not putting this on the Tibor, which, by the way, it's also uh, not so relevant today because it's not like people are paying money out of their own pocket. It comes from government money. It comes from government entity. So it's it's uh, you can argue very strongly that the svar of dukha the tibura is not applicable. Right. Um, would their parents? I was I was discussing this with my wife. I said, "Well, Gilad Shalit's parents guilty for causing the fact they were the ones who created the whole bruaha for causing the murder of so many Jews." And her response to me was, you can't look at a parent. They'll do anything they can to save their kids. Now, obviously, look, well, the last thing we, we could do is judge the parents. But this is not just about should Israel trade a thousand terrorists for Gilad Shalit. Maybe they need, need to reevaluate their whole attitude toward the Gaza, toward a two-state solution. Maybe this, 
this should have shown them that we can't live peacefully side by side. There, there are many avenues. Just because they're arguing, you know, free our son, free our son might mean, uh, you know, send these guys back to any one of the, you know, the countries they came from. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's a fair uh, judgment. Thank you very much, Rabbi Daniel. It's always an honor to have you on with us. Thank you. Thank you for okay. the opportunity. Thank you. Okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.